0: You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you once again for a Survivor Winners at War episode recap. And you know that I am most excited for this one. It's it's always a pleasure to speak to the King, the GOAT, the greatest of all time of Survivor, at least in Ben Waterworth's eyes, and you know, those eyes can be right once. Every now and then, I guess. Brian Hardick winner of Survivor Thailand. Always exciting. I'm repeating myself, but it's always exciting. And another great chat for you here with Brian, going over his thoughts on this season, telling us why he's not on it, and also giving us a bit of a teaser about something that's happening with all the winners that aren't actually on this season. Something very exciting, which I know every Survivor fan will be very excited about. Listen to that in this interview you'll be excited for it, but I'm going to shut up, I keep saying the word excited, all these sort of weird things, here it is, our Survivor Winners at War episode 12 recap, with the one the only, Mr. Brian Heineck. This is the Oz Network coming to you once again recapping Survivor winners at war. Can you believe we are only now two weeks away from finding out who will be winning this season? It has gone by very, very quickly. Another interesting episode to talk about and I have to say that I am extremely excited for today's episode. We've teased him, we've alluded that he's going to come on this show at some point this season and he's here The lord and master himself, the greatest of all time, absolute travesty that he's not on this season right now. I do, of course, speak of the winner of Survivor Thailand, Mr. Brian Hardick. Brian, welcome back to the show.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you. Those are very kind words. Uh, Much appreciated. Thank you
0: it's it's such a pleasure to have you here but at the same time i'm also a bit sad to have you here because i don't want you here i want you on this season i don't want to have to talk to you about this season i want to talk to you after this season after you've won it for a second time so let's get this over and done with why aren't you on this season did you get a call what happened what what on earth happened why aren't you there
1: yeah well you know never say never um you know life life is uh still around the corner you never know but uh no, this time around, no. Whereas, uh, I'm not sure if I've mentioned this to you before, but back in the day for the All-Stars, when I was, uh, my ego was uh, a lot larger. I What it said, if you want Brian to play, you're going to have to pay. So I asked for a <laughs> certain monetary amount years ago from CBS, and I guess probes or whoever didn't like that. So I guess maybe there's a grudge there or something. Uh, but no, actually, surprisingly, uh, there are some rumblings and some rumors. I talked to a couple of the other folks, and they said, uh Oh, you're definitely going to be going on, and uh, I didn't hear anything, so it was more of a rumor. But other than that, uh, it is what it is, and you just, uh, I'm enjoying watching the show now and them going at it, and you always think about what you do differently uh, if you were out there, so it's, uh, it's, uh, it, it's okay. It's A-okay, Ben.
0: Well, I'm glad to <laughs> see you're so positive about it, because I, I tell you, when, when this <laughs> cast got announced, you know you're going to be the first one that I want to see on there, but it's... Uh-huh. It is, it is a shame. I mean, we've, we've had several winners on throughout this season to help recap it. And obviously, you know, they can't have all of you out there, unfortunately. But, I mean, if you were to have come back for a season, would this have been up there as one of your preferences, like an all-winners season, or would you rather go on a different returning player season?
1: No, no I, think, I think it's only fitting to go into an all-winners type of uh, season. Of course, the monetary dollar amount of $2 million would be very exciting to go for. So that was uh, one thing that I thought was pretty cool that they announced this season, that the larger payday, Um, if you do make it to the end. And uh, it's extremely difficult out there with all these winners that have an idea of what to do and, of course, what not to do. And it is is interesting watching them uh, squirm and uh, uh, sort of wiggle around on the show. So that was uh, a lot of stuff's going on, a lot of moving parts on the show, man. It's really interesting, especially at Tribal Council.
0: Yeah, which, I mean, how, how do you... We're on the topic now. How how do you like this whole whispering thing? Because it's really come to a front this season with a lot of fans starting to talk out against it. And it's it's been going on for a while in Survivor, but now, all of a sudden, everyone's hating it. I've always hated it. Brian, what do you think of this whispering at Tribal Council?
1: I don't need it. Going into Tribal Council, you, you've solidified your uh, votes. You just don't need the sort of the hopscotch uh, playground that they're creating out of it. I think even Probst is surprised. He's kind of like, wow, this is really evolving into something else. And I hope this isn't a um, uh, sort of something that happens all the time. I hope it's uh, this is a, for this show because it's really uh, unnecessary if you have your friendships and your alliances already solidified prior to walking in there. They've now taken, taken a sort of a, a spot. I think they're kind of abusing Ah, uh, the privileges that they have, and uh, it's it's kind of becoming a little bit uh, chaotic, to be honest.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I mean a huge talking. <laughs> point I don't of like this... it. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you, and I think like a huge talking point of this season, particularly early on, was kind of this this old school group of people. You know, people are saying, "Oh, look at them; they're all gone." It just it fell that way. But I mean, you had someone like Ethan, Amber. You know, they're adapting to this type of play. How do you think that had you been on this season, not necessarily just the whispering at Tribal Council, but watching it, seeing how they're reacting, do you feel you would have been saying the same things or do you think that it was something that you just adapt to no matter what, no matter what season you're on, you have to adapt to whatever they're putting forward to you?
1: Yeah, you really do have to adapt. I I think that uh, you you have to sort of think outside the box when you do have your old school and your new school people playing and uh, uh, bottom line is whoever's got that power... um, you kinda gotta be friend accordingly. And it seems like they uh obviously they split you know each other up by by labeling themselves as old school or new school. And I, I kinda probably would have focused a little bit more on the uh those that are still there, that are still playing, like yesterday's episode, those uh you know, the Ben uh alliance, but then you've got Denise on there, uh, who's a little bit more of an old school, older soul that uh, you know, maybe they should have parted up with her and and uh, Ben as opposed to just having the, their egos, like with Rob and his ego and uh, Amber's, the, you know, the, she's a great lady, but that's his wife. And they're, she's, they're all going to go down thick and thin. But maybe they uh, they made some poor choices earlier on regarding who they're going to get out. And I think it backfired on them. That was one thing I did notice.
0: its It's really interesting, actually, to think how you know, from a fan's perspective, how you would have gone out there. And I know a lot of people have had episodes and conversations about how certain winners who aren't out there would have done. And I think it would have been unique to kind of see your style in this season with these players because I think one thing that definitely wouldn't have been an advantage for you is that you necessarily, you know, you're not a Boston Rob, you're not a poverty, somebody who everyone always talks about. you kind of the true fans like myself and other people, we know how great you are. I'm just sucking up to you still, Brian, but there, there would have been some other people out there who maybe might not have remembered your season or remembered your win. Cause it, you know, it was nearly 20 years ago. So, I mean, something like that could have really worked to your advantage, I think out there for some of those who might not remember your win.
1: Right. Um, well, it's interesting you brought that up. You know, an old friend, Johnny Fairplay just sent me this.
0: All right. Ah. I'll, re-
1: I'll, I'll read you something. What it says now, and I'll, and I'll show you the picture. It says, uh, uh to brian the iceman heidic okay yeah hold on i'm gonna show you a picture he wants me to sign something and get something back to him um but this was the yeah picture that the johnny finger. sent me mm-hmm. because i was actually i think i was i was labeling i was doing a one two three uh women are going to do this or this person's going to do that and it came down to that but it's just kind of a funny thing that johnny actually took the picture of that Fantastic. and wants me to send, send that back with a buff but uh yeah. Again, dur- during those time periods, um, you have to. I, I definitely would be putting on my skates again. Ice cold. Uh, Mister Freeze is in the house, meaning you're not controlled at all by emotions. You let no friendships get those emotions uh, uh, rumblings. Like Tony out there, he's very, very skittish. Um, I don't think I would let his nervous energy affect me as much as it's affected others, and I would have kept that sort of cool. Mode of relax, take a break, breathe, you know, just give it a minute. Don't, uh, don't play so paranoid. And there's a lot of paranoia going out there this season. I don't think I would have have fallen into that paranoid trap, which then gives you a little, that gives others a little bit of uh, a sense of weakness and they come at you. They come at you quickly. So the minute you show any of that weakness or scares, uh, scared, um, nervousness, and look what happened to Kim. Yeah. Perfect example. Boy, was she skittish the other night. Very much and it, so. it got her. It got her. Her nerves got her. If she would have played a little bit cooler, um, she might have gotten immunity dial from somebody. But again, she uh, those relationships weren't quite as strong as they could have been forged, I think, throughout the uh, uh, first uh, month or so or the first of their meetings.
0: It's fascinating with Kim because, you know, Kim's win in one world regarded as one of the most dominant. I mean, I have often referred to her as... Almost the female version of you when it came to how she won that. But obviously in different circumstances, and this is the beauty of Survivor, any season is going to be different. And she said in the very first episode, I'm not used to playing at the bottom. I'm not used to this. This is something I'm having to adapt. And as you said, this episode, she's paranoid. She she doesn't know what to do. It's kind of, it's it's all falling apart for her. and, And she sadly goes home I mean, if you're in Kim's situation there, it's it's obviously hard to sort of really understand what you might do, but do you think it's just a case of taking a deep breath and kind of just being calm, as you're saying, like playing that cool, the ice cool thing that you're so well known for?
1: Um, Absolutely. And I was very surprised she didn't, uh, you know, go talk more with Ben or even with Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy had a nice token that she could have used, and I think she didn't play... uh, uh, her fullest potential where she could have, uh, maybe asked, she knew it was her. She had to have known it was her coming. So there's that feeling that you get, but you also just kind of know you're not in the sort of the, 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 crowd, as they say. And I think she should have twisted somebody's arm a little bit more to grab, uh, give, be given immunity to idol or something. And she didn't do, I think she could have done a little bit more to save her butt, but that's okay. It is what it is. And, uh, um, uh, she, it, it hurt her. It bit her in the end.
0: Yeah. And it was interesting, too, because she kept having that conversation through all that whispering with Jeremy about, like, let's do this. Let's, like, pull a move. And yet somehow it, nothing happened there with that.
1: It's too late. It was too late. They saw all that should have been done prior to tribal. That's the one thing I was noticing, also too, is that, it, uh, it's just, it's, you can't do it at that time period, especially with all this new chitter chatter going on between, uh, uh, before voting. So I, I think it hurt her and it, uh, it's obviously the results that happen where she got voted out.
0: Who, who is in that position right now, that, that ice-cool sort of role, the one who's kind of calm and, you know, with all this crazy all right. going on?
1: Denise, Denise, Denise is doing an amazing job. Watch out, Denise. She's doing some very interesting, cool, low-key, not rubbing any shoulders, um, not rubbing any uh, anybody the wrong way, I should say, and just kind of uh, – being low key but still moving forward, you know her name has not been written. She's True. pretty slick. She's a pretty slick little player,
0: and I'll she's used what. to surviving tribal. I mean, she obviously went to every tribal council her original season. I think she only missed two this season. So yeah, I mean, she's she's just a, a an icon of tribal council because she's always there.
1: Absolutely. So it's interesting watching how her she plays. I feel bad. I think uh, Jeremy's on his way out, but I'll tell you, if this uh, if if he if if um he still keeps winning the immunity. What's his, uh, uh, who's the cop again?
0: Tony. Or Sarah. Tony. Or, oh, Sarah. Yeah, oh yeah. Tony. Tony. yeah.
1: Tony keeps still winning this on immunity. Boy, he might just take it too. So that's the, there's a couple things that there are a couple unknowns that you just can't predict, but I like Denise. I like what she's doing without not winning anything. Uh, the girls happen to want their peanut butter or their cookies and there she is standing with immunity. So that was interesting also too. Um, uh, that was just kind of given to her, but, uh, I did notice a little snapping between her and Jeremy, which was kind of interesting at trial. Did you notice that too?
0: Yeah, sort of the way she basically she was got done. fed I'm up. Done. Yeah. I'm done. I think she was speaking for all us fans. She was just basically, I'm done. Stop whispering. I, Get to which the Which was vote. great. Which was great. And I <laughs> exactly. think that took,
1: Jeremy didn't, didn't quite uh, expect that, but I think it was uh, good for them to just stop and her to uh, have that strength.
0: Yeah, and it was, I mean, Jeremy's reaction where she was, he was kind of like, you sure you want to do that? And then you even right. got a bit of a cutaway to the jury where they, I think it was Rob who was kind of like, oh, oh, Jeremy's like, oh, you really want to do that? But, it, I mean, I think it, it not only, jokes aside, that it kind of was speaking for the fans, but you can see that from Denise's perspective. Yeah, she's got safety around her neck. But at the same time, they're just going around, and they're not really getting an answer, are they? As you said, that's sort of been done before, and now you just Kim's getting over paranoid. Sarah is all of a sudden going, "Shit, do I need to play? play the idol for me?" It's just nothing is going anywhere at that point.
1: Correct, and uh, obviously, Sarah, Sarah, and Tony had a pretty good handle of of who they were voting for. That's why she didn't even take his immunity idol, which uh, I, I thought was interesting. So she's she's becoming a little confident out there. So watch that might backfire in Sarah's, uh, camp, but, uh, you never know. That's the, she is, uh, almost overly confident. And it was just a proof of her not taking the, uh, the immunity, uh, from Tony. But of course, Tony, I think still felt a little bit of guilty about, uh, 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 the last week's episode also too. So he was just offering something to her to know, Hey, I'm loyal to you because they're, uh, they're both pretty dominant players,
0: which is interesting with Kim's plan, kind of what really put the nail in her coffin. She wanted Tony gone, but right. she the whole thing was about splitting Tony and Sarah up. Once Tony wins immunity, she decides not to go after Sarah and let's target Jeremy still. Why wouldn't you target Sarah?
1: Um, the numbers. She should have. I agree with you there too. Got to get rid of that. But she also felt that if she did... Um, and this is my thinking that if she if she could slide through this and get Jeremy out, then she would have sort of this loyalty because she voted out the others did. So there's a sense of loyalty still you want to have while you're while you're playing, um, you know, or she could have been uh, 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 cast out saying, hey, if she did slide through, she voted against Sarah, and then she could have be have a really big target on her back next week. But obviously what what she did just didn't work. And uh, uh, she's out.
0: And Loose Lips sink ships, famous line, of course. I mean, at least the edit we saw, it was kind of Ben was the one who I guess revealed to Tony that Kim was targeting her. That kind of seemed to set this uh, sort of ball in, in into motion, which, I mean, that's kind of the risk of any sort of season when you're trusting people, all these kind of things happen. And Ben's been a, a fun one this season of watching, kind of that he is the one who's sort of dropping these things every now and then. So I don't know if you want to be telling Ben much stuff.
1: I agree with you. I agree. Uh, you know, A character, definitely a character out there. And uh, um, the fact that he's even trying to hide the immunity idol right when he's searching for it in front of Tony. And and Tony was like, what are you doing, man? (laughs) It's kind of like, yeah, what are you doing? Are you that uh, dumb? Come on. But uh, maybe he should have been a little smarter and not uh, tried to hide it right when he's sitting there searching with Tony right there behind him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was just so funny. It was like... It was almost unnecessary,
0: I should say. Which is funny, there like his a... reaction—the way he was like, "Oh, it was just—it was just a natural instinct," and then I forgot he... you were there. But then Tony just kind of is like, "What are you doing, man? Oh, what are you doing?" <laughs> totally got
1: busted. Totally got busted. It's like, come on, man. Oh, so that, that was so kind of funny.
0: funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, with Tony, what is you, you sort of mentioned a bit about him, but but what's your take on him? What's your read on him? Because he kind of does thrive off chaos he kind of just he goes he's a big player he's he's very charismatic he's he's crazy but somehow he makes it work how does he do that
1: um likable guy uh you believe what he says he's very passionate about anything he's pleading to you for or talking to you he's passionate man and that's uh sometimes pretty powerful as a sort of a friendship sort of uh, player, you want to have somebody like that on your side also too, unless it 's just down to you too, and uh, one 's got to be released. you want to make sure he 's the one released but he 's a uh he 's a pleader he pleads his case well i 'll tell you uh but he does thrive in chaos, but it is working, but keep in mind again, he is controlling this game by uh, having those immunity necklaces around him. It is amazing how much power you have um, I was there it helped. I don't know what would have happened if I did not have the immunity necklace. It just took they couldn't they couldn't vote for me, even if they tried to do it. The last three. So as much as uh um you can't predict what happens, you can control the game that way. Period. Yeah. So we'll see if he wins it again. And because everybody is kind of getting annoyed that he keeps winning the immunity necklace, and it's uh it's they're gonna go out for blood. This next challenge, watch next week. It's gonna be he, an interesting he- show.
0: He's also got the idle steal, which, you know, kind of, if you play it correctly, obviously, that, that gives him safety there. But it is interesting seeing him win these immunities because he came into this never having won one, three in a row. Uh, the record is five in a row from Colby. Of course, he won all five of his in a row in Australian Outback. So if he was able to get that, not only would he equal most individual wins in a season, he'd also equal that amazing streak. But Correct. he's he's... I don't know, Brian, if you read into edits or things like that, but, I mean, he's getting a huge edit. He set a record last week for most confessionals in a single episode. So, I mean, the the way the editors are playing him up, I don't know if this is just one of those sort of red herrings that he's going to get blindsided or they're just completely selling him as the winner of this season. It's kind of tricky to read. Yeah.
1: No, I agree. He's getting a lot of uh, time, but he's also, uh, you know, it's it's an interesting character that you're watching out there that creates a lot of uh, activity. And activity breeds activity and activity sometimes gets results, and right now he's getting results, but you even saw when uh he was sitting there um one of the guys one of the cast members in the jury was like he, uh, tony's a boss mm. uh, basically they're Rob. saying he's kind of he's kind of running this show right now um even with all his chaos and his uh, uh pleading of uh, loyalty he's definitely got a little power going on, and the more he wins these challenges, the harder it's going to be obviously to get rid of him. He should get down to the wire. It's going to be down between, I think, him, uh, Denise, and uh, if they have one more, what's her name with the blue eyes? Um,
0: Michelle?
1: Michelle, yeah. Mm -hmm. Michelle. Those three could end up going to the end.
0: Yeah, I've always... Michelle's been really interesting this season because she's solid at it. She's kind of there and thereabouts all the time. She's not ruffling any feathers. She hasn't been a target in a long time. Um, I mean, it's very similar, I think, to how she won her first season. And here she is. And I, yeah, I agree. I, I think Michelle would easily be my few picks to to potentially win this season right now.
1: I hear you. Um, the other issue is that will the jury? Those that are all have played, those that all understand the game, those that have all uh, won, will they salute those that played the game, or will they not appreciate? Say, for instance, Tony. Will they vote for? I, that's the one, the one, another element that I couldn't predict of how, uh, how when it comes down to who's sitting there at the end, how they're going to go. Whether it's if you played the game and you and you played it like a hands-down, Survivor winner, or if you just kind of coasted, got in there, and here you are again at the end. (laughs) So, that'll be interesting to see who actually ends up at the end, and how the jury is going to award the winner um, accordingly. That's why I can't wait to see.
0: And a very big jury, of course. I mean, basically everyone, with the exception of Sandra, because Sandra's obviously left, um, will be on the jury that, that gets voted out. And we've also got that small matter of one of these people on Edge uh, are going to be returning it at some point. What, what's your take on Edge of Extinction, Brian? Do you like this twist, not a fan of it?
1: Um, never been a fan of these immunity idols, these tokens, the Edge of Extinction. Not, not really sure if it's needed. Is my thought, again, it brings a little bit more dynamics to the show, the TV, but again, I'm I'm one of those types that would just like to see it go back to how it was, which not all these elements just straight up play the game and uh, see who makes it to the end without all these second chances coming back in, and maybe you'll get in, and maybe if you do this, you'll get back in, and it's kind of one of those things where it's uh, a lot of elements, but I don't know if the elements need to be there. For yeah. a survivor nowadays, especially with this um, chit-chatting around tribal, but yeah, that's uh, I, I'm not a big fan of how it's evolved. But you know, we also uh, don't have eight-track tape players; we don't have cassettes, <laughs> so <laughs> things some people do. For a reason, man.
0: <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a great point actually to compare it to that. But um, yeah, it's it is fascinating watching this, and and I think it's kind of. If you actually look at the players who are in the game, Denise now is the oldest season, season 25. Do you feel... Newer school players have a weird advantage, or is this just how the cookie has crumbled this season with players from older seasons that are that are getting sort of voted out? Because Sophie last week, season twenty three, Kim now season twenty four. So the fact that our newest player, right, our oldest player, sorry, right now from the older season, season twenty five. So new school on paper is looking like it's more advantageous in a season like this.
1: Yeah, it's uh it's how the cookies crumbling is a good way to look at it. That's just that's just how it is and uh um those that are in the jury right now again their their relationships weren't quite as strong as they they could have been. Uh but uh yeah, that's it's it's how it's it's how it's just come about. So, um I can't wait till next week. It's going to be very interesting to really see uh that. Uh, I, I don't know if you I'm sure you've been following you know all this is going to be televised now. By Skype type thing, it's no one's the the reunion. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy.
0: It is because in Australian Survivor here recently, we had an All Star season, and they did a sort of similar thing. You kind of had some people in the crowd, some via Skype, so it was very strange. But um, yeah, I'm I'm intrigued to see how this is going to play out because I guess I mean they, I mean I know you sort of get a bit of extra money if you show up to the the reunion, so I'm assuming contractually obliged.
1: Yeah, you get paid. I mean, uh, they—they're gonna. um, uh, During our time, it was ten thousand dollars just to show up to the actual reunion, and um, uh, you know, it's it's a big party. It's it's a good time. So uh, that's. I'm sure they'll they'll uh, pay them accordingly. Somehow mm. also too but sure they want the whole cast there
0: well you know, is- I don't know if they've confirmed or not obviously with the, the prize the million dollars is now two million dollars I mean I'm yep. not sure if, if all the other p- the finishing spots have doubled this season or not
1: yeah that's why I'm not quite sure I haven't heard anything usually second place is 100 grand and then it tears down from there so uh, is second place now 200 grand good question I don't know mm. I'm sure we'll find out next week.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, one, one slight little thing this episode, which kind of reminded me a little bit of your situation with Helen, obviously being slightly different, when Sarah sort of going at Tony after Tribal, Obviously, Helen kind of went off at you at the final tribal council, uh, but you still managed that to a point where, you know, you're calming her down, you're wanting a vote, all that sort of stuff. Do, do you see parallels in situations like that when you've kind of blindsided someone in that situation? You're having to calm them down. I think you calmed Helen down a little bit more than Tony did with Sarah, even though Sarah eventually worked with him again. But uh, do you, can you look at things like that and see parallels to your season?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was definitely um, um, sort of a blow uh, in, into the friendship, into the relationship. One felt a little bit be- betrayed, and whenever something like that happens, it's more of a you, know, you just got to kind of reel them back in and uh, give them sort of a, um, uh, some solitude and saying that okay, it won't happen again. We make mistakes, or it happened because th- I was scared for myself, and uh, you move forward. You get all uh, you know, you get over it. But it's uh, sure if you're going to do something and it's going to not agree with the other person, and that's your friend. It's uh, going to cause some friction, but yeah, you have to calm him down. You got to put him right back into the uh, 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 game, and that's again one of the reasons why Tony says, "Hey, do you want my uh, immunity idol?" And she says, "No, I don't." But that just that was his way of saying, "Hey, I really am sorry. Here, I'll do anything for you." So it was his strategy of getting her back on his side, which I think was, worked great. I mean, they're going to be tough to beat; those two.
0: Is it something too that you wanna you'd rather be on Tony's side than obviously against him? I mean, I'm sure Kim could have found a way to work with Tony rather than target him, but uh, I mean, it kind of works for Sarah better to align with Tony for the long term. Well,
1: sure, especially if he's winning immunity, you always want to align yourself with somebody that has that power, and then um, you have to have that right moment of when you want to throw that curveball. Mm-hmm. So that's what's uh, that's what's uh, interesting about their relationship. But sure, she's aligning, smart girl obviously won the game before she's going to do what's going to make sense for her. And, um, I think it's just a matter of, uh, time to see how, how it plays out. But I can assure you, Tony will cut her off in a heartbeat. And I think she has the same sort of cutthroat, uh, skills that, uh, we haven't seen yet, but I think she would, if she can, she'll jump ship and, uh, sever her, him as just like she would a limb, a hand or arm, a leg. (laughs) <laughs> so. it's,
0: it's, it's that point right now, isn't it, where it is that positioning. This is what you're working out. It's not only getting to the end, but it's getting to the end with the right people to get those votes. I mean, you're doing this towards the end of Thailand, aren't you? You know you've got to cut Helen at some point. You know, you know you've got to cut Jan at some point. These are people that have to go, otherwise you're not going to win.
1: C- correct. But you all, oh, don't forget, too, also, you have to think of, okay, who can I beat if, you're, if you are in that position, you happen to have who? If I actually go to uh, to the end, and if I make it, I'm standing up in front of the jury. Who do I want to take with me? Somebody that's done nothing, that is coasted their way, but um, they could ultimately take that title away from you. Or do you want to bring somebody that is kind of hated or made a lot of enemies? Um, uh, didn't do the things that he said he was going to do. Pissed people off. You want to bring someone that you can beat. That's what uh, I'll be curious to see how that goes uh, next week. But there's just so many good uh, players on there; it's uh, it's a little bit up in the air. But you always want to bring some. Always want to bring someone that you think you can beat.
0: Is there anyone left right now that can't win?
1: That can't win, mm. Jeremy.
0: Why do you think Jeremy can't win? I
1: think I think, I think he's. Uh, The numbers, again, he had a few cast out. He's not um, uh, part of a sort of a group anymore. I just think he's a lone survivor. Unless he gets those immunity necklaces away from uh, uh, Tony, he's going to be on the chopping blocks. But I think you you saw the way the votes went, and he's still a target. He's still a target unless he somehow wins that immunity necklace or gains control and gets rid of uh, uh, Sarah.
0: Do you think that he obviously Michelle gave him that coin flip advantage, which can I just say is a dumb, dumb advantage? Um, right. Do you do you think he's going to give it back? I mean, should he give it back? Would you if you were in his I, position?
1: Um, you would only give it back if you needed to, or if they needed it, if it could help your game. You have now something that was given to you that you can use accordingly. Now if Jeremy's smart, what he'll do is he'll use that and uh somehow uh get those that didn't vote for him to vote for you know somebody else uh next week that will help uh uh lengthen his time in the game. So that's where that's where I think it's gonna get real uh real interesting. But I, I have a feeling Jeremy will go next.
0: Well, it'll be interesting because he's he's been, I think, the one really that constantly every single week's name's been brought up. Like, I mean, even I think since the early part of this season when he lost Natalie. But, um, I mean, that that's I think that's the one real curveball, though, obviously knowing that somebody's going to come back from edge. If Natalie comes back, he's got a straightaway immediate ally in Natalie, which all of a sudden could shake things up because we don't know what at what point this person's coming back. Is it the final six, final five? But if Jeremy can last a couple more tribals and Natalie comes in who knows what that's going to have an effect on this game
1: that might get his that might be the luck he needs I hear you so that's why next week's going to be uh, um uh very
0: interesting yeah for sure very the one I think we haven't really mentioned at all who's left in the game uh Nick uh I mean he's been pretty invisible this season he kind of got a bit of airtime this week but I mean any hope for our dear old Little Nick out there.
1: Nick, he's, he's hanging in there. He left the challenge early, I think, again, for the peanut butter, which allowed uh, Tony to, to to win. That was a little surprising. Um, he does have a little bit of control with uh, his little group that he's kind of hanging with. So um, I just don't see him uh, outplaying Tony. He, again, he's just kind of hanging in there. So I, I see uh, Denise maybe cutting him. Um again, if Jeremy can get the votes to sway that way, that would be his play to get rid of uh, of Nick. If he does that, if he uses that coin accordingly, if, 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 if. So that's, that's what's going to be it. But, Nick, uh, I don't see him doing much of anything else. Well,
0: because you were talking about that group, and it sort of seemed like we'd formed a group here and everything, but then ultimately it didn't necessarily work because Kim's gone and kind of she was in that group. So I think the real interesting thing moving forward is now that Kim has gone, I mean, who is going to be really pushing it against Tony now? Like, I mean, Denise, I believe voted with Kim. I think Michelle voted with Kim. So maybe them, but yeah, it's, it's kind of just intriguing to see if Tony loses immunity, if all of a sudden you will get these people rising up and trying to go, okay, well let's get rid of him now.
1: Right. And that's what—that's uh, the part of the game that you can never really predict, and uh, it's—it's a—it's uh, those friendships/slash alliances that were formed. Um, that's truly what's going to take the uh, last man standing the longest way. Is who has the best, strongest relationships now, and I think it's uh, um, Tony and the cop. They're, they're extremely yeah. strong. So one of those, once one of those two goes, the other one will go.
0: I have but- to ask. Kim steps down for that peanut butter and, and chocolate. Uh, she's been tweeting a lot out about how, it, you know, the most expensive peanut chocolate she's ever eaten. Would you step down for anything, particularly if you're paying for $2 million, Brian? Um,
1: the only time I would step down is during a challenge. If, if I would have an agreement from the other party, uh, we finish with this, you go first, then I'll stop. I would never quit, but I would only have an agreement and say you you let go first, then we'll stop the challenge. You know, uh, because it's hot, it's hot out there. I mean, it's it's rough, but yeah, that's the only way. Is if he would agree to to stop it before I did. But no, I would never quit. I I can't ever quit. uh, to do something like that. And that is a huge mistake that they made. And I know she's kicking herself for doing that. I know she is.
0: Because I thought she was going to win that. Because, like, I mean, when they as soon as they announced it's a, a female and a male immunity, I was like, oh, Kim's got this. Because, you know, Kim has already won one immunity. She's been seconded about the other two. She's the most successful female ever when it comes to individual immunities in the history of Survivor. So I thought, like, well, Kim's got this. And as soon as she stepped down, it just went boom, boom, boom. Denise wins. Like, what the hell just happened?
1: Right, that was. Uh, I was really surprised that she just quit like that. And uh, again, the fact that she is uh, tweeting out there saying that this really cost her something. I think she. This is a mistake that she'll always remember that she'll she'll regret. It was a moment of weakness. This is your emotions getting to you. And when you use your emotion as a survivor, then your decisions are not business like. Yes, and that's what happened. Business uh, trip. Come on. example
0: business trip that's what it is Brian you you sold this you know all those years ago I actually I found it funny um that so I obviously you know that I think you're the greatest of all time but it's funny actually because to me Kim has always been number two and Tony number three so this week I worked it out that my number three player of all time voted out my number two player of all time and I'm talking to my number one player of all time about this so it's kind of this weird vortex moment for me right now
1: you're having a fantastic day man yeah. It's strange. I, I I don't didn't think
0: this would ever happen. On on the edge of extinction, we, we you know, we got this interesting little thing again today, the scenario, that the challenge that to go get the coconuts and you know, similar to sort of the log one we had earlier this season. It is kind of odd to see this, I guess, but I mean at least we're getting to see these characters. I mean, what's your kind of take on, on seeing this long winded challenge just to get a couple of fire tokens?
1: Yeah, I mean they're um, they're trying to put uh, you know keep their characters still alive because somebody's coming back. We just don't know who, but it's uh, you know it's 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 exhausting to watch, honestly. And I actually feel a little bad for them out there. the uh, The amount of uh, uh, exercise that they're having to do without without that uh, extra food is it's rough. So um, I don't agree with it. And, but, again, it's it's how the game has evolved, and I just don't think it's necessary. I want to get that other player back into the game just to see how that goes next week.
0: And do you have any tips on who that might be? Do you kind of favor anyone right now on edge to get back in the game over any of the other players?
1: I mean, Natalie is uh, the strongest competitor, I, th- I think. I think she's the one that's heading back there. Uh, maybe if Tyson gets lucky. <laughs> but I think Natalie's back there. I really do.
0: It's, and it's interesting, like, with, with Rob, kind of, the, the, he keeps getting a lot of scrumming. I mean, I mean, we all know they, they love Rob out there. I, I yeah. mean, this is the thing I think that you you obviously talked about not being an All-Stars, but having to see you... And I'd love to see you play with Boston, Rob. I, I would just... I would love to see how you two would go out there in the game, because I'm, I'm, I'm sure you've met the guy in person in real life, but how would you go out playing with him?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, a, a likable guy, you know. It's just... Um... He's uh, uh, one of those types, though, that's a little bit full of himself, and it would just be kind of fun to uh, put him in his place. <laughs> <laughs> so I would love, I would love to play with a fellow competitor, especially someone like him.
0: Yeah, but, I, I mean, it's it's just it would just be fascinating. I think it's kind of one of these like you know draft dream situations when you're kind of looking at a sheet of winners <laughs> and kind of you know how dynamics would play against all that sort of stuff too. But um, yeah, and, yeah.
1: And it's, it just meeting him out and about and talking with him, it's a very cordial friendship, and that's pretty much all it is. But playing against him would be interesting also too because I know his strengths and I also know his weaknesses.
0: I would love to know, like you talked before about there being discussion about this and kind of you talk to people. Did you have discussion with any of these other winners about, look, if I'm out there, I'm going to work with you? Is that a thing that you do, or do you just wait till you're out there if you're on the season?
1: No. You just... Uh, I mean, no. You, you never really can say that because there's so many elements that can change when you're out there. It sounds all great when you're having a beer or wherever, and you all met up at this uh, charity event or this, this, this other party. Um, but it's all, it becomes personal when you get out there. So you really can't make any alliances because you kind of don't know how that person is and you might get along or you might not get along. And then they, all that talk is out the window. So um, no, you, you don't talk about alliances, who's going to work with who prior to the game. You just go out there and you play.
0: And you would, though, having said that, you would know when you get out there to play that you would still maybe be drawn to people on some levels, again, like based on what you have seen, though. So you would know, like as you said, Rob's a bit of a player. You'd like to put him in his place. But there might be some, I'm, I don't know, like let's throw Ethan out there, similar season around where you won, that maybe he's going to be the complete opposite of Rob. He's He won nicely. He's a nice guy, Correct. things like that.
1: Yeah. And it's, uh, again, we've all been to... uh uh, elementary school, we've all been to high school. So it really is that crowd that you either gel with or you don't. You're either going to stand out, get kicked out, or you're going to get welcomed in, or, or you're going to create the crowd uh, because of the energy that you form. So that's those are the elements that you can't quite um, uh, uh, put your finger on until you're actually with those type of people. And then uh, those that you don't think might you get along with, you might get along great with. And those that you think you might get along great with, you have nothing in common, so those are the elements that uh, uh, could go um, for you or against you. That's what I always think would be interesting if I had a chance to head out there again
0: and uh, you know put on my skates. <laughs> <laughs> the skates need dusting off. CBS, come on. Were, were, there, were there any other were there any other winners that you were surprised weren't on this season?
1: Um. Well, sure. I mean, Mike Holloway, um, maybe Tina. You know, Bob's getting up there in age, but still, he's a good guy. I mean, uh, very, very um, knowledgeable. So, a couple people out there, sure, I'm surprised, but um, it is what it is. Those that brown nose are on
0: there. (laughs) Those that brown nose are on there. (laughs) <laughs> yes. We won't name their names. The one thing that I've got to point out, and um you know, we've had we've had a couple of other one time winners, we had Chris Underwood on this season, we had Bob, we we had Earl on. The thing that I think to take as a positive, Brian, is that there are eleven of you that after this season will remain at one hundred percent because you have only played once and won once. And the other positive to come out of this too. Seven remaining players, only four of them have played once. So if we lose our four one-time players next and our final three happens to be Sarah, Jeremy and Tony who have played multiple times, you will still be only one of 11 who have a 100% win record.
1: I like it. <laughs> sounds, sounds good to me.
0: If you're ranking winners and players Based on their percentages Then you will be up there Based on all of that So you know Silver lining and all this sort of stuff
1: I like it But you also never say never Because you never know
0: Exactly Winners at War 2 We'll just feature the, the 18 people who weren't on there this season That, that win And then if you, you give give us another two We'll get to a couple of listener questions in, in just a second And I'll get you to rate this episode One thing actually that I, I noticed too um, There's uh, I believe it's for Give Kids the World as well uh, I believe there's a bit of a Thailand reunion coming up Which people can uh, bid on and, and get involved in this Tell us a little bit about this Because this is pretty exciting
1: yeah. May, I think it's May 7th. Um, uh, someone reached out and then I, I believe it's all of us except, uh, two or three. And, and, and the last person said that, well, we have enough. That's all we need. So, um, <laughs> I think it's going to be a big, a good group of about 12, if not 15 of us. Wow. Uh, uh totally just talking and seeing how it goes and getting together through, a, a zoom call Fantastic. And, uh, that could be interesting too. So we'll make sure we report it. And, uh, Uh, We'll talk probably about some old times out there. We'll also talk about the new show as well, which will be kind of fun.
0: Are there any... I know, know like, in the past when we've had you on the show, we've talked about who you stay in touch with and all this sort of stuff, but are there any of the ones on there that maybe you haven't talked to in a very long time?
1: Yeah, only the ones that didn't vote for me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, screw them. Absolutely, Ben. (laughs) What do we need them for? Who who cares? Uh, is there someone no, like so we, Is, is yeah. Sheyann going to be on there? Like someone like Sheyann, I can imagine no, probably
1: is going to be on there as well too. so We'll be talking. Great. Yeah. Uh, she's always a very nice, very nice uh, uh, lady, and look forward to talking to her. And of course, I think the week after, all the not all the winners that are not on this show are getting together too. Did you know that? Though?
0: I look. I did not. This is this is. There. There's the eighteen of you that I just mentioned. That's You're practicing for this season.
1: That's, that is uh, going to be May 15th, I believe.
0: Wow. Right. So is that? So can, that can people bid on, on that as well, yesterday? or is that just a private get-together? Or? No, that'll
1: be a kind of a, a Zoom thing. All of us are going to uh, put it somewhere. I don't know where we're going to post it, but it'll be somewhere. And you'll be wow. the first to
0: know. Oh, look, we, like please do, because that that's huge. I mean, getting to see you and Hatch and Mike Holloway, we're Tom all getting Westman. On, on
1: about, I think it's May 15th, so the minute wow. I find out a date and time, I'll let you know.
0: Yeah, please do. That's that's incredible. I mean, this is a great thing, though. Like, at the end of the day, no matter what this season is, no matter what it is, we're, we're 20 years of Survivor. I mean, you know, 40, 40 seasons, and here we are still talking about it. And, I mean, this has been something that clearly has changed your life, you know, not only financially, but personally and everything as well. I mean, it's, it is crazy to think that when you put that application tape in, what, 18, 19 years ago, that here you are. You know, all these years later, still talking about it, still going to be catching up with these people. I mean, it's it's an incredible thing that's happened to you in your life.
1: No, it really is. And it's, it's funny because even though I started off saying this, I'm going to control your emotions. I'm going to manipulate your mind, but I'm going to have a great time doing it. I still do that daily, Ben. I love it. <laughs> I, I mean, I love selling. I love closing. The art of the deal is my passion. It's what I live by, but it's... Still to this day, even at the big five zero, yeah, that's right. This this right here Ben, is big five zero. I don't believe
0: it, Brian. I don't I, I, believe it.
1: Um, I still work out three days a week. I still do my hundred <laughs> push ups, a hundred sit ups. I'm ready. I'm ready. You just, so, I mean, yeah. have to
0: say, with, I mean, just continuing the suck up on this entire interview. I mean, you really do not look a, a day over, you know, forty. Uh, I mean, I, you know, like you, you do not look like you've aged a day since you won. So well, come on, it's, CBS. It's,
1: again us us men it's water intake fruits and of course eye cream eye cream is incredibly important and when you put, put on your eye cream you're going up this way and you're going up that way why because you're going against gravity <laughs> <laughs> but men must realize that you ben i'm telling you moisturize aloe i moisturize daily wow it's
0: important i just need to point out that in all my life did I ever think that I would be sitting here on a podcast getting uh, moisturizing advice from Brian Hardick. But hey, I, I weirdly want to moisturize now. Thank you.
1: Water intake is important too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> any other Any other routines here that we should know about? <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> Oh wow, we're, we're learning so much. Um, before we get to some listener questions, every, every episode that we watch, Brian, we, we now we rate the episode. So in terms of the episode of Survivor that we've watched this week, so we have a three tier system. You either, if you loved this episode, you would buy it. If you thought it was it was okay, it was in the middle, you would rent it. If you thought it was shit, you never want to watch it again. You trash it. You bin it. So Brian Hardick, what are we doing with episode twelve of Survivor: Winners at War? Watch it again. Watch it again? Watch it again. So would that be a, a buy? You'd want to watch it that way? So yep. you're, you're happy with that? Okay. Yeah. Yes. L- lock it down. You know what? I'm going to buy it too. I think that, um, you know, it was, uh, even though I didn't like the end result of who got voted out, uh, I still have to say that kind of, you know, it was it was intriguing enough. And I think that it's it's fun just watching Tony. It's just fun it, watching it Tony is. do Tony things. I, and that's I, what's making it so enjoyable right now.
1: I agree with you. And again, he's a powerful force. He's, uh, um, this immunity stuff with him is interesting. He's going to go far. He's going far. He's, he's proven it. Interesting guy. I mean, all the best to him.
0: And that's what I think makes him even more entertaining is when he knows he's safe because then he can be more Tony. Uh, and it just, it, it adds something to it and we want to see great gameplay, but we also want to be entertained. Let's be honest. And Tony's entertainment.
1: He is fun to watch. Um, Love to play with him one time. You never know.
0: Have you met him? Has he ever been at any events you've been at?
1: I've uh, never met him, actually, no.
0: Wow. Yeah. There's a pairing that we do need to see. Come on, Brian and Tony. Wow. <laughs> Screw Brian and Rob. Brian and Tony. of uh, questions. Thanks, everyone, to send these in. Uh, Miranda asked a question to you, Brian. Favorite challenge that you competed on during your season, and how do you think you would have gone with that coconut challenge on Edge of Extinction this week?
1: Uh, favorite challenge I'd have to say would be uh, when you're putting together some sticks and you've got to reach the sticks to get a key to open up something. That's one of my favorite challenges is uh, building a, a tool to uh, uh, grab a key that opens up a sort of a type of maze thing. Um, difficult but fun and rewarding when you do actually do it. Uh, the coconut challenge, it's endurance. You've got to pace yourself. Even if girls would be passing me or, or, or um, uh, uh, you know, getting better times, I'd still just wouldn't quit because you know there are some girls out there that are in amazing shape. And I, listen, if I'm in second or third, I'll take second or third. They can have their first, but I definitely wouldn't quit. Definitely would finish.
0: There you go. Thank you for that one, Miranda. Um, Kyle Jackson asks, how How do you think you would do on Winners at War, and who would you be most nervous about, and who would you want to work with?
1: Well, I'm nervous about Tony, but I'd also want to work with Tony. Hmm. Um, yep. Denise would be a good friend of mine. I think I could do some damage with her, um, but Tony is my biggest fear right now he would make me a little nervous. I'd have to He's, get rid
0: of him. Yeah, very kind of... Yeah, that that would be interesting. But again, I would much rather see you guys work. I mean, that would be a great final two. Yeah. Just, <laughs> Brian, that would be incredible. Uh, let's see here. Oh, Leah asked a question. Great question. Uh, Brian, what was the toughest challenge you faced in the game from a strategic side?
1: Oh, let's see. The toughest challenge from a strategic side. I would say... Uh, maybe, maybe doing a puzzle and then losing, losing by doing, doing the puzzle and, and, uh, losing and then still, uh, taking the blame for it, but yet somehow, uh, uh, make sure I wasn't going home that night to Mm -hmm. the immediate. So that was, that was a challenge is maybe doing one of the puzzles of the mazes and I lost it. And it was, I, I took the uh, full extent of the burden, but I think also they appreciated it and uh, I didn't get my name right down at, at uh, the community.
0: See, one thing that would be great is if they turned around and brought you back and they kind of did that moment where they bring back classic challenges from past seasons, like bring back Tangram. I always say Thailand Tangram Challenge, underrated. Bring it back.
1: Absolutely, yeah. It's uh, They should bring some old school challenges back. I agree with you there.
0: The, the, I mean, the coin. Your final challenge, uh, still to this day, one of the best final challenges I think they've ever had on Survivor. And the setting, the cave, everything about that challenge was just epic.
1: Yeah, 110 degrees. I remember it being. It was just nothing but drenched, sweating, and you've got these coins in between your, in uh, <clears throat> between your fingers that you can't drop. And you know, I just happened to have the endurance, and it's one of those uh, things that I happen to practice prior to survivor which was just leaning up against the wall like the skiers would do and using something called dynamic tension on your legs that's all that was it was just a mind thing and uh it happened to work out okay for me
0: i think it would work out okay today because i mean all bloody challenges now at this point of the game are endurance aren't they
1: <laughs> they are they really are they really are but there is some it's it's incredible if you uh train though uh a certain different ways not just doing weight training but it's if you start looking at all the different sports out there, and, hey, what do the swimmers do? What do the skiers do? Uh, what do the volleyball people do? It just It's kind of neat to incorporate a few things prior to playing the game. And it's also yeah. good for your health, health, too.
0: Absolutely. Final one i got for you today, Adam Gray. Uh, a few of the questions that he's asked, uh, we've answered. But this is an interesting one. Aside from yourself, who do you rate as the best winner of all time?
1: I have to wait till this season it airs out it will give me a lot of closure um to see who wins this season and then I think we can point a finger
0: there you go that's all I'm gonna say safe answer I like it but we know the answer is you anyway so Adam that that (laughs) question is is moot but uh Good job with that one. Brian, mate, it's it's always a pleasure having you on this show. As I think I said to you off air before, it'd been a few years since we had you on here. But uh, look, this, this has been a lot of fun. And we, we look forward to, to seeing this Thailand reunion and, and this all non-winners at war winners reunion. I think Survivor fans are frothing at the mouth hearing all about this.
1: I'll make sure you have the dates and you tell your lovely bride hello. And when is the wedding date? Do we know?
0: The The wedding is November the 1st, if all things in the world yes. stay awesome. on track. So.
1: Awesome. Well, sounds good. Well, good luck with that. Um, thank you so much for uh, taking your time out with me. Stay in touch and I will uh, let you know those dates.
0: And a massive thanks to Brian once again for joining us. Always a pleasure to speak to him, and yes, I get a little bit too giddy in these chats with Brian, but hey, it's been a while since the Survivor Oz suck-up Ben has been around, right? You know, gotta gotta come out every now and then, but hey, you know, I'm fanboying out at the GOAT, so sue me. Uh, but we've got two more weeks to go of Survivor Winners at War. We've got plenty of stuff to get to, and it's just crazy. I, it feels like yesterday that we were getting the leaked list. We were speculating about how this is going to go and having these episodes and talking about it. And we are legitimately two weeks away from knowing who will be a winner of season 40 winners at war. So incredible to think that that is going to be happening very, very soon. And, I'm excited. I know every Survivor fan out there is incredibly excited to watch this. And it, and it's, it's strange to think of how excited I am for this, given that my favourite player this season just got voted out. So, you know, as a Survivor fan, I think we're all giddy at this season, no matter what people are thinking about it. And I think, for the most part, most people right now are thoroughly enjoying this season. I think that's a positive. This season could have gone bust. But I think, from what I'm seeing online, from what I'm hearing from the fans out there... People are enjoying this season, which is a positive because it definitely could have gone the other way. So it's a good thing that we are looking like we're having a very positive season 40. Let us know your thoughts out there. If you, if you want to let us know who you think you're going to win, give us some comments. We'd love to hear from you. And to our, our dear friend out there. Now, I feel a little bit bad because Colin and I last week made a little bit of fun of a listener of ours who, who sends in listener questions each week. Sort of, as we said, they, we know it's the one person who makes up all these names for the most part. And I felt like we were a little bit mean. Maybe this person, if you're listening, you got a bit offended because we only got, I think, like three questions from you this week. I, I did say all of that as a lot of fun. It was just a bit of silly fun out there. I really, really do appreciate that you go to all those links to send in those multiple questions each week, and it, it really does usually make an episode because without those questions, we often don't have uh, many listener questions. As you probably saw from this week, we didn't have a whole lot of listener questions. So if if I offended you in any way by you think I was making fun of you or taking a dig at you, I was absolutely not. It was just a bit of fun. I think it had been building up that we'd never admitted it on air before. But as I said, it's a bit of fun. So please, next week, bombard me with all the questions. Send them all in. And I will try and ask as many as I can in next week's recap. So by all means, send them to me. I will answer them. ask them. Well, I can answer them too. You might have some for me. I don't know. Uh, As with next week, who our recapper will be, not too sure right now. As always, we will generally tell you a couple of days out from that recap so you can get those questions in. So stay tuned to our social media pages. If you don't know where we are on social media, stay tuned. You know our closing right now gives you all the updates and everything on that. And just a little side plug, I will say, for our other projects, I don't do this as much as I probably should. If you are an Australian Survivor fan, Australian Survivor Archives, the show in which myself and Australian Survivor contestant Matt Dyson go over the history of Australian Survivor. It's going great guns. We've dropped Naomi uh, Russell's interview this week She was the first jury member in the history of Australian Survivor Great chat with Naomi We've got the recap still coming up And in a couple of weeks time as well We have an amazing, amazing interview With the one and only Craig Abbott from Season 1 Whalers Way Incredible chat. You won't want to miss that one. And outside of Survivor fans, if you're a James Bond fan, Double Oz 7, we've got a new episode dropping for you tomorrow on Saturday. It's a great episode. It's Thunderball commentary. Not the greatest James Bond movie of all time, but still another fun episode with Colin and myself. And if you like my voice, which you don't really, but I do The Brink. I never tag that because no one wants to listen to that crap. But Colin's on it every now and then. We just talk about random crap. Kind of like what we do on this anyway. So, yes. But uh, we appreciate your support listening to the show. Thank you very much for tuning in wherever you are. And get excited. Survivor. Winners at war. We are that close to a winner. Thanks again to Brian. Thanks again to everyone for listening. My name has been Ben. Will be next time as well, probably. This has been the Oz Network. I'll speak to you next time. Good night. Thanks for downloading this episode from the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple